0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: My heart. I need to catch my breath. What's going on guys? Wow, what a thrilling game as the Indianapolis Colts take down the mighty Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore in overtime by a score of 22 to 19. Now unfortunately I was not able to watch the entirety of this game. I had some stuff for the wedding so I was not able to do everything. Not able to watch a good chunk of this game but I did catch the end of this game And that was enough for me. I can't imagine if I watched the entirety of this game, but Derek was able to do it. Lost his voice right after the stream was done. So it was that kind of game, right? And and it honestly gave me, guys, I said this to Derek, it gave me Colts versus Packers. If you remember back in 2020, Colts versus Packers at Lucas Oil Stadium, Packers are pretty heavy favorites in that game. The Colts come and you know, it's a very tightly contested game. The Colts have multiple opportunities to win the game and they don't until overtime. And then they go and they win that game on a walk-off field goal. It was very similar vibes in this game. Indianapolis, you know, didn't look good starting off. Baltimore scored pretty immediately on offense. And you're like, oh boy, this could be a really, really tough game. And this could be where kind of the wheels fall off a little bit for the Colts' defense. But Give them credit. The Colts defense was fighting in this game. They were able to really, you know, contain this Baltimore offense. Uh quarterback Juju Brent made his first start today. He started in place of Daryl Baker, who was benched. Shout out to Shane Steichen on that one. Gonna have a video on the accountability from Shane Steichen that we've seen. That's been uber refreshing so far through the first three weeks of the season. But anyway, Juju Brentz, his first start. His first turnover in this game and his first career start, wanted to give him a special shout out and just the Colts defense in general. I mean, after that first score from Baltimore, like I said, it looked like the game could have get really ugly, really fast. I mean, we all remember what Baltimore was able to do against Indianapolis, you know, in 2021. Now, granted, Indianapolis was down to like their practice squad corners, but you know, Baltimore's just that dynamic, right? And you know that they can do a lot offensively, especially with the dual threatness of Lamar Jackson. So in this game, Indianapolis was able to limit Lamar in the passing game to only 202 yards passing the football, and they were able to sack him four times. He didn't throw for a, for a touchdown. Didn't throw a turnover, but the Colts were able to get pressure on him pretty early and pretty often in this game. There were multiple times where the Colts probably should have had a few more sacks, but of course him being Lamar Jackson, he was able to get out of those. But Indianapolis follows up a six-sack effort against Houston with another strong effort here against Baltimore with four sacks. Um, Lamar obviously was the leading rusher for Baltimore, had 101 yards on the ground, had two rushing touchdowns. So, really, did a lot of his damage on the ground. He had the early rushing touchdown and then had one a little bit later in the game. Gus Edwards, you know, 11 carries for 51 yards. Melvin Gordon, 10 for 32. So, like the run defense for Indianapolis wasn't as good as it had been in the past. But where it really was good at, with very situationally, especially in the fourth quarter and in an overtime. The Indianapolis defense was able to – I mentioned multiple times where Baltimore was looking like, oh, man, this game's going to be over. The Indianapolis defense was able to hold on third down or fourth down. They were also able to – you know, Pay. shout out to him. You know, when Baltimore looked like they could potentially go down and drive and, and make the field goal to win the game, Pay sacked Lamar Jackson and kind of pushed them out of field goal range there. And really made it a lot more of a tougher field goal because if Quiddy Pay doesn't make that sack, Baltimore probably has a lot easier of a chance for Justin Tucker to make that game winning field goal. And he was just like a half yard short. So plays like that for Quiddy Pay and for this defense, they were critical in this game. The Colts' defense came up strong time and time again. Certainly weren't perfect in this game, but they looked really, really good in this game. And this was the first game, guys, with Darrell Baker, ironically, with Darrell Baker benched. This is the first game the Colts' passing defense looked really, really solid. You know, Juju Brents, I already mentioned him, shout out to him. He had a really good game in his first ever game and really the leading receiver, as we expected, Zay Flowers, but he only averaged on eight catches, only averaged six yards a catch, So, and his long was eight. So the Colts cornerbacks played especially well in this game. They were able to really seal it down, and nobody else really was a threat. You know, Mark Andrews, four catches for 35 yards. Nelson Aguilar, four catches for 39. Uh, Kenyon Drake was, you know, that he was a receiver that only had a couple catches. He had a fumble. That was the one that Juju Brents forced early on in that game. So, yeah, the defense overall, I thought they were the MVPs of this game, one of the MVPs, I should say, because we're going to get to the other one here in a little bit. But the defense was definitely some of the MVPs in this game, especially situationally. Now, there were a few plays where it's like, yeah, that probably could have been called a penalty, especially that fourth down. But you know what? I'll give it credit where it's due. Bad calls happen all the time. The Colts' defense did what they needed to do. They got off the field, and they gave their offense a chance, even when the offense did not help them out at all in this game. And we'll get into that here in just a moment. The offense had multiple times where they couldn't really do a whole lot, you know they turned the ball over on fourth down near midfield. Colts defense was able to really force you know a, a turnover, a four and out there for Baltimore, where they, they turned the ball over, and they were just on it all day long. I mean, you, you look at this defense for Indianapolis. Let me just get into some of the stats here for the Colts defense. So Zaire Franklin, again, led the Colts with 15 total tackles, 11 solo. He had a tackle for loss. He also had his sack in this game. Julian Blackman had 12 tackles, had seven solo, had a tackle for loss as well. Should have had his sack on Lamar Jackson, but Lamar was able to get out of it and turn it from like a five, six-yard loss to a one-yard game. That's just the kind of player he is. Shaq Leonard had seven tackles on the day. Dallas Flowers with five. Grover Stewart with five. Rodney Thomas with five. EJ Speed had four tackles. He had a tackle for loss. Samson Mabuka, man, I tell you what, he has been a revelation. He has been so good for the Colts in his first three games as a Colt. He had a sack today. He had two tackles for loss. He had four tackles, and he looked really good. Quiddy Pay, like I mentioned, he adds another sack to his season, and there was a really critical sack late in the game, and so he looked really good in this game. Taven Bryan had a tackle for loss as well, so and had a sack as well. So, all things considered, the Colts' defense, while they weren't perfect, gosh, they really hunkered down after really that first Baltimore drive. So, want to give them a shout-out because they did a really, really good job pretty much all day at containing this really dynamic Ravens offense. Again, they were out Odell Beckham Jr. in this game, but still, like, you know, you, you take advantage of those things, and the Colts were able to do exactly what they needed to do in this game to give them a chance to win, and they did, and they did even more than that. So defense definitely deserves a special shout-out in this game. want to move to the offensive side of things. This is where things get kind of interesting. So on the surface, Gardner Minshew was fine, 27-44, 227 yards, a touchdown. But here's the thing. He took five sacks in this game. I know you look at that and the first inclination is to blame the offensive line. I'm not gonna absolve the offensive line of this at all.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash blue wire. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: Gardner mentioned gotta do a better job of ID, especially. Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton, he had three sacks on the day on, on time blitzes that Gardner Minshew just frankly, he has to recognize as a veteran. He does. And the offensive line, I, like I said, they're not absolved of this because they got to be better in certain ways as well. But Gardner Minshew has got to be better. I think if you think about, and this made me kind of think about in this game, you know, Gardner Minshew's situational awareness in this game was not that great, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. So you think if you had Anthony Richardson in this game with how good your defense was playing, you probably could have won by double digits. You probably could have won by 10 points or more in this game. I mean, Gardner Minshew was fine. He he was fine in this game. He was nothing special, but he was fine. But he also had a time where he ran out of the end zone, very Dan Rolowski like and just, you just can't have that from a veteran that you think should play smart football. Gardner Minshew really didn't play smart football in this game. Really makes you hopeful that Anthony Richardson can be the starter in week number four and can hopefully clear concussion protocol. Because Gardner Minshew, he was fine, but there's a reason the Colts went with Anthony Richardson as early as they did. And it makes a whole lot of sense now. Where Gardner can win you the game, he can make a few plays. But you feel a lot better with Anthony Richardson back there, especially with his dual ability, you know, at at being able to, you know, run the football, which obviously the quarterback position today, the Colts didn't have that. So Minshew had a couple times where maybe Richardson could have taken off and could have made a play out of nothing and they just couldn't. Or, or, you know, Minshew held onto the ball also a lot in this game where he held onto the ball way too long and took some sacks. And it's like, I I can't blame the offensive line for that because Minshew's just got to realize – when the pressure's coming, he's got to throw that ball away or he's got to get it to his hot read. And he just wasn't doing that in in certain ways in this game. And so five sacks, while it looks like a lot on the offensive line, it was some, but I honestly blame Gardner Minshew in this game a lot more than I do the offensive line. So Gardner Minshew is probably the worst part of the offense, to be completely honest with you, in this game. And I guess if that's the case, as your backup quarterback, you'll take that. And and ultimately it didn't cost the Colts to win, although it probably should have in certain ways um, at times. And also I felt like in some ways, some play calling that Shane Steichen had, especially situationally on offense was kind of in question, especially that last one where it's like, they're obviously coming, they're blitzing everybody. Why are you running it on fourth and one from the shotgun? You know, I just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me why they did that, why they drew that up. I thought they were going to do something else, but you know, ultimately, it didn't cost the Colts the game, but if the defense wouldn't have you know played as well as they did, it very well could have. So the Colts definitely got to be better there. Shane Steichen's got to be better in that department. And obviously, if Minshew you know, gets any more time, he's got to be better at doing things like ID, you know, different late blitzers and exotic stuff that Baltimore likes to send and other defenses like to send as well. So, But that's probably the worst of the offense. Now let's talk about some other things that were really good. Zach Moss in this game, again, was very, very good for the Colts. He had, again, a good chunk of the carries, 30 carries in this game, 122 yards, average four yards a carry in this game, and he was just churning. He had 70 yards in the first half and just kept it churning in the second half. You know, it wasn't anything crazy with Zach Moss, although he did have a 24-yard run, which is pretty good to see. You know, his, his best last week was only 11, so – a lot more of a big play game from Zach Moss in certain ways. He also, in this game, had a receiving touchdown as well. You know, he only was targeted three times, but he had two catches for 23 yards, and one of those was a 17-yard touchdown. So Zach Moss did a little bit of everything in this game, and that was great to see from him. Trey Sermon also had some carries. He had five carries for 17 yards in this game, so didn't get a ton. But Zach Moss still continues to get a lot of run and running back, so he is definitely RB1 right now. It'll be very interesting in a couple of weeks when Jonathan Taylor returns. How does that work? You know, did they do more of a 50-50 carry split? Because Zach Moss is really feeling it right now, guys. He's really feeling it. He is a man out there. He is bullying guys. And you can always count on him. He had multiple times where he turned negative plays into positive plays. You know, while he doesn't have the dynamic like, you know thing like Jonathan Taylor you know does where he can all of a sudden break off a 60 yard run he's just so solid and so good between the tackles and every team needs a Zach Moss in their running back group he is so so dynamic when it comes to just consistency he's obviously pretty big he's hard to take down he's got tree trunks for legs Zach Moss another solid and i think honestly his one of his best games as a pro with the Colts one of his best games, and he looks really, really good today running the football. Um, the Colts receivers really stepped up in this game, primarily Michael Pittman Jr. He had nine catches for 77 yards, had the big 34-yard catch, and unfortunately the Colts offense couldn't do- take advantage of it, but he had a huge catch that had the Colts converted that would have won them that game You know, in overtime. Josh Downs had eight catches on 12 targets. For 57 yards, so he got a lot more action, a lot more looks in this game. Alec Pierce, uh, three catches for 43 yards in this game. Zach Moss, like I mentioned, two catches for 23. Titans didn't get as involved today as they've been in the past. Uh, Ogletree had a catch for 11 yards. Branson had two for nine. And then McKenzie and Sermon both had a catch for minimal yardage as well. So Colts were able to spread the ball around a lot today, but probably not as much as they were able to last week against Houston, but still were able to get multiple receivers involved in this game. All of their top three receivers had seven or more targets in this game. So that was definitely great to see the Colts taking, clearly taking advantage of Baltimore being down as many corners as they were. And uh, they had some success in this game. And so want to give a shout out to the receivers. They looked pretty good in this game. You know, Alec Pierce has some moments still where he needs to clean some things up. But Michael Pittman, I honestly think, guys, that might have been the best catch of his career. Like, I'm not even joking. I'm not exaggerating when I say that was Michael Pittman, potentially his best catch of his career so far in the NFL. I mean, that, that was an incredible catch. He got hit so hard his helmet flew off, but he hung on to it. That is the type of thing that Michael Pittman, as he's negotiating, his agent's negotiating in the offseason, he says, what guy on your roster can do that? And nobody can do what Michael Pittman can do down the field. He is still a monster in the jump ball game. And so definitely want to see him get more opportunities like that because he is a guy that can go up and get it. And he showed it again today. Shout out to Michael Pittman Jr. Shout out to Josh Jones. Shout out to all these guys. They looked really, really good in this game. And then, of course, we have to talk about the MVP of this game, Matt Gay. You know, it's funny. Remember in the preseason when Matt Gay kicked, missed a field goal, people were saying, oh, no, oh, no, do we have a problem at kicker? You guys remember that? I remember that. Matt Gay proved the Colts do not have a problem at kicker. (laughs) Furthest from, the Colts probably have one of the best, if not the best, kickers in the NFL. Matt Gay today was perfect. Five for five on field goals. He kicked four from 50-plus yarders which is actually a record. Matt Gay was in the record books today for what he was able to do. He made history today. He was four for four from 50 plus yards, the most 50 plus yard kicks in NFL history made. So shout out to Matt Gay, the MVP of this game. And you're going to have these games, guys, if the Colts want to be competitive, and if the Colts want to be in the playoffs, and if the Colts are in tight games like this one, they need a reliable kicker. They made Matt Gay one of the highest paid kickers in NFL history. And they got, the, you know, their investment paid dividends in this game. Matt Gay was sensational in this game. Amazing, amazing game from Matt Gay. That's exactly what you paid him for right there. So want to give a shout out to Matt Gay, the MVP of this game. He was incredible kicking the ball. This man has ice in his veins matt gay as clutch as they come he was able to hit multiple 50 plus yard field goals you know with the game on the line and was able to convert and the colts were able to ultimately come out on top because of matt gay and going out there and making every single kick that he was asked to make so want to give a special shout out to matt gay there special shout out to the colts like i mentioned Guys, this game was such an emotional roller coaster from start to finish and the Colts came out on top. And right now, everybody, <laughs> the Titans lost today, the Jaguars lost today. So, as of this moment, the Indianapolis Colts are at top of the division at 2 and 1. The Indianapolis Colts lead the AFC South with a 2 and 1 record right now. And, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see because Jacksonville today got upset by Houston. Things are getting interesting, guys. The Colts beat a team they weren't supposed to beat, and Jacksonville sold on a team they were supposed to destroy. Right? The Colts went and they laid the wood on Houston a week ago. And Jacksonville went and lost by 17. So, Colts are getting hot at the right time. Jacksonville's starting to, to, you know, kind of – After their week one start, they haven't looked really good at all. They've really, really struggled. And so, Indianapolis, right now, top the division. We'll see if this continues to go. And we'll see if the Colts get back their starting quarterback here in week number four as they return home against the Rams in week number four. So, guys, let me know your thoughts on this game for the Indianapolis Colts. What were your impressions of this? Team in this very emotional game. Who are some of your MVPs? Who are some guys that you want to see potentially do better moving forward? But what were your overall impressions in this game? I'm very interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this thriller in overtime where the Colts were able to hang on and take down the mighty Ravens in Baltimore. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Thank you guys. We reached during the stream. We reached 17,000 subscribers which is just amazing. You guys are incredible. Thank you so, so much. We really so much appreciate it. That's been a goal we've been trying to hit for a couple weeks now. So the fact that we're able to get there and then some, that just speaks to you guys and how amazing you are. But if you are still tuning in and you have not yet, be sure to hit the like button, be sure to subscribe, be sure to turn on the notification bell so that you know when we drop new content just like this, you know when we go live like Derek does every Sunday, and let us know your thoughts in the comments below. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, Go Cold.